Welcome back to the Knockout Round. I am your host, Sarah Ko, and today I'm joined by... Christian Colmenares, junior at USC. Carlo Jimenez, freshman at USC. Misha Mosley, senior at USC. And Hunter Patterson. I am a grad student here at SC. So today we're going to be discussing something rather uh, heartbreaking today. Um, So on Sunday, January 26th, Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven other victims were killed in a helicopter crash. We extend our deepest condolences to the Bryant family, the Altobelli family, the Mosser family, the Chester family, and the Zobayan family. Um, For me, I'm in complete disbelief, and I'm absolutely heartbroken that something like this happened. It just seems like something like this wouldn't happen to someone like Kobe. Absolutely. Like when I first heard the news or saw it um, from TMZ, like they tweeted it on Twitter, I honestly didn't believe it. Um, And partly because I didn't want to believe it, partly because, you know, TMZ, I just felt like it wasn't like a, a ABC or a Fox. Like it wasn't really like reputable in that sense. Um, and pretty much they were the only people who said anything about it for a really long time, like like 10 minutes or maybe more than that. So Yeah, and I kept like refreshing Twitter because I was just in shock. Like this too. was so shocking to me. Like I didn't want to believe it was happening. Yeah, um, I mean, I had something to do that morning, and then um, I, I woke up really early, and then I had time to take a nap. So uh, I woke up, and it was already like 12.30, 1 p.m., and at that point, I already got a lot of texts and a lot of notifications. So there was no time for me to not believe it, and I immediately just kind of felt like a bit empty, especially considering like I grew up here he's just an absolute icon in Los Angeles like it's hard to properly articulate how big he was to the city of LA if you're not from LA like it's really hard to actually dispel that kind of notion yeah it was really tough for me I was in denial about it at first because Mish like you said I saw it from TMZ Mm -hmm. and Kobe was somebody that seemed to be immortal. He was, he he shot a free throw on a torn Achilles, I believe. And yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so he's someone that you see as a much larger than life figure, and for him to be forty-one with his daughter and seven others to be uh, just gone so fast and so tragically is really heartbreaking. Yeah, I actually I saw Hunter's tweet first. You you tweeted like this Kobe news isn't real. And I was yeah. like, What Kobe news? And then I went to check and uh you were on it too. That thing broke like a minute after you tweeted. And then I, I was at actually USC's women's basketball game and we were supposed to start in like fifteen minutes. And I just watched the whole arena learn that Kobe had passed away and some of the players started to get teary eyed. I know one of the girls on the team was uh, really close with Kobe and uh, spoke spoke to him a lot. His families were close, and she started to cry. And it was it was tough. It was definitely tough. It it was it was something you can't believe. I think 
for me, this is a guy who's overcome every obstacle that has been put in his way. I mean, airballing three shots in Utah, he goes on to win five championships. Um, and then to pass away to something as uncontrollable as the weather is just uh, was a really big shock for me. Yeah, and for me, it was quite personal, especially because I did know a couple of passengers on the helicopter. Um, two of them were families at my school. And learning about that, I was like, we were all texting each other, wondering like what had happened, trying to process that tragic event. And someone just said like, oh my God, I think Peyton and Sarah were on the helicopter too. And we all found out first and we kind of connected the pieces and realized like, wow, like this was so close to home. Um, especially because Kobe's daughters actually went to my rival school. And so we saw them quite often. I witnessed him coach his daughters from his sidelines and I've never seen a father that proud before of his daughters. And when you watch Gigi play, she really played like Kobe. She really did. Yeah. And like thinking back, like, wow, I can't believe someone that young was already so talented and she really was robbed of her chance to become even greater than Kobe. Um, so that was especially heartbreaking to find out that there were so many young kids on the helicopter as well. Yeah, the last episode we were talking about the WNBA's new CBA um, and I had made a comment about being really excited for what the future holds for Gianna and uh, the potential that Kobe had to impact women's basketball on the WNBA and to popularize it. And, uh, I mean, he already started that legacy there, um, and she was only 13. So that's amazing in itself, but it is, it's even more heartbreaking when you consider, yes, she was only 13 and she had her whole life ahead of her, and she was, she was destined to be something great. I think, like, everyone saw that, and, I mean... UConn recognized it. Uh, they they laid out a seat for her and a jersey for her and memoriam because she wanted she wanted to go there and that's like a very prestigious women's basketball program and I don't know she was she was just destined for greatness and it's so sad to see that slip away. I saw an interview with Kobe where he was talking uh, about Gigi and he said that she definitely wanted to be in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. And I know some people hope that she could be uh, one of the players to bridge the gap between the NBA and the WNBA because you have lifelong Kobe fans and uh, generational Kobe fans and things like that that'll be like so obsessed with him and enthused by his game and um, they they might want to follow Gigi and they people just believe that she could. Um, really bridge the gap and uh, have a huge focus be put on the WNBA. So um, it's a lot of weight to put on a 13-year-old's shoulders, but uh, she seemed to believe that she was fully capable. Yeah, I definitely think she was up for the task. And I saw in another interview, like Kobe said, yeah, she's way better than I was at that age. So just like seeing you know you see the little side-by-side -side videos of her playing Kobe playing their games are so similar and the fact that he was just such a huge advocate for women's sports really even more than just basketball like you would see him at volleyball games with his oldest daughter 
you would see him at basketball mm-hmm. games with Gigi. So, like, him being such a big advocate for women's sports and seeing that his daughters were gun- going to be so successful in women's sport, like, it just it sucks because you can really see the potential of what things could be and what they aren't going to be now. So Right. And Kobe, for really any basketball fan, you honestly don't even have to be a basketball fan to understand the kind of impact that he had. He was one of those people that had a global reach and was just a phenomenal icon of our decade, our generation, really. Um, And it's just so sad to see someone like that pass in such a sudden way, Um, especially he was basically the first person that really brought L.A. together, the whole world together. Everyone knew who Kobe was and you didn't have to be a Kobe fan, right? Even when you're throwing trash away, you don't say like Jordan, LeBron, (laughs) you say Kobe. And there's a reason for that. And I don't know if you guys went to the Staples Center Memorial. Um, When I went, they had a trash can and just, like, crumple up pieces of paper, and people were tossing it into the can, and they were screaming, like, Kobe every time, because that's what you do when you're a kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I did go to the Staples Center, and Mm -hmm. uh, the trash can itself had a sign that said, you know what to do. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that honestly, it was, it was a really emotional place to be at, but that was, the trash can was at the center of the whole memorial in LA live. And honestly, people were laughing, people, people were shooting around, they were just messing around. And, um, it was honestly kind of cool to see how someone like, obviously people are mourning and grieving, but it was also it was amazing to see how he affected people positively and how he could still get people to laugh for something as simple as like yelling Kobe when throwing mm-hmm. away the trash. Mm-hmm. And I remember Kyrie, after he played his first game since Kobe's passing, he said, it's incredible to see the kind of impact Kobe has had on the, had on the community, bringing people together. And also just all the NBA reactions really were so heartbreaking to witness. I think the first one that I saw was Doc Rivers. Yeah. And just watching all the NBA players play that game, do a tribute to him with the eight-second backcourt violation and a 24-second shot clock violation really goes to show how personal this is for everyone, even though many people haven't met him or actually knew him personally. He's just that important in our lives and how his mentality what he taught us his wisdom have shaped all of our identities and that's the crazy part like kobe's kobe's death it it reminds you of like the huge deaths we've had in the past like michael jackson whitney houston Mm -hmm. like people who are so iconic and big and larger than life people feel like People feel like they have a connection to them and like literally absolutely no don't know them, never have seen them in their life, some people, but they still have that impact on your life and they still are like a huge staple of, of for some people who you are, who you wanted mm-hmm. to be, like your role model. Like Kobe was just he he was an image of like greatness and mental toughness for so many people and in 
aspects even farther than sport like and even I'm not from LA my family's not from LA but we all still love Kobe and are still like heartbroken by the loss of it so I think Kobe just has that like transcendent quality that reaches so many different types of people in so many different like lanes in life that it doesn't really matter you know who you are where you're from you still felt it and that's the crazy part absolutely um i saw this los angeles times article and it discussed the relationship between kobe and his hispanic fans and uh they talked a lot about how they interviewed a few people um one of which was the owner of a restaurant that Vanessa, I believe it was her favorite childhood restaurant, and he used to go there all the time, and they would always guarantee him that they wouldn't treat him with anything special, and he was just a normal customer. But when they interviewed him um, or the family, they said that, I mean, they described him as just like the ultimate bad man. Like Everyone loved that about him, and um, everyone strive to be like that, just someone who puts their head down and works towards it and doesn't take any BS in between. And I think that aligns a lot with Hispanic culture and just me as a Chicano Angelino. Uh, it just, I could see it with a lot of my peers and a lot of people who share the same upbringings that Kobe really did matter far, far more than just sports. It was a mentality thing that people did like to adopt, and it was ingrained in our culture, so it was an easy transition for a lot of people. This was by far the most difficult death that I've ever had to deal with that wasn't someone directly in my family. Uh, Not to compare deaths or anything, they're all tragic, Uh, but it it was really special to see um, how his passing and Gigi and the seven other passengers brought so many people together out front of Staples. There were so many different people and from so many different backgrounds uh, and cultures. I, I, I thought it was really a melting pot of, uh, I mean, in essence, it really was a, uh, what LA is, just a bunch of different cultures coming together to make one community. Um, so I, I thought that that was a really cool thing just because those people may have never come together across paths and uh, you have people crying out there and hugging who may not have ever seen each other before and passing tissues around. So uh, it was just a really intimate scene um, for a bunch of different groups of people. This tragedy evoked unity amongst everyone. A hundred percent. Carly, do you have anything to add or no? Um, I think for me, like, uh, I would always enjoy listening to Kobe talk. Like, I'd listen to every podcast, every interview he ever did, because I feel like Kobe had a lot of knowledge to, to spread, and he was somebody I looked up to. I think more, I caught the tail end of Kobe's career. Um, I didn't really see, I didn't really start watching basketball until uh, I was around 12, um, and that was 2013, so uh, I didn't see much. But um, the hard work Kobe put in day in and day out was was I saw Kobe the hard worker more than Kobe the basketball player. And selfishly, I wanted to learn more about the mind of Kobe Bryant. And to see him go was uh, was tough. Yeah, it's really not just anything that he, what he did on the court that impressed everyone. It was everything off the court as well, from sharing his mentality to uh, championing future competitors, 
to supporting female athletes. He really did it all, even in his in retirement. Um, and as kind of a closing for this episode, we wrote some messages that we'd like to say to Kobe um, if he were still with us today. I think I'm going to go last. Okay. Yeah. Um, does someone want to go first? I can go first. Okay. Um, over this past week, admittedly, I've shed tears for every single person involved in this tragedy. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Alyssa Altabelli, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Gianna Bryant, Peyton Chester, Sarah Chester, and Ara Zobian. As an L.A. kid, basketball was my book or go-to TV show. When I wanted to follow a story, I went to the NBA. I was invested in that story, and, you know, every, every fan has their own villains and heroes, protagonists and antagonists, and unfortunately, the lore of basketball lost one of its main characters. A chapter has ended, and the inspiration felt by your determination, Kobe, has caused many to see you for what you are, a hero. A beautiful legacy left by a beautiful man, one that every kid in Los Angeles respected, as well as kids around the world. We thank you for your stories, your inspiration, and you how you wanted to be the best at any given task that was given to you. We love you. We love you too, Gianna. The last episode I spoke upon how I was excited to see what kind of career you'd make for yourself. I was excited to see your potential impact on women's basketball and the inspiration you would inevitably cause to many young girls like you. Rest in peace, Mambasita. Dear Kobe, thank you for teaching me what it means to be mentally unbeatable. I'll never grow tired of hearing the seemingly crazy stories that only truly spoke to your individuality and otherworldliness. You're the definition of a legend, and legends never die. So I'll never say goodbye to you. Rest in peace to you, Gigi, Alyssa, John, Christina, Carrie, Peyton, Sarah, and Ara. Your legacies will live forever. Uh, dear Kobe, thank you for showing me what it means to be dedicated. Thank you for helping me, inspiring me to get up early and work on my craft and to be obsessive. Thank you for making me fall in love with the game of basketball, which in turn turns me turned me towards my passion. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with the world and for representing women's basketball so well. Rest in peace to you, Gigi, Alyssa, John, Christina, Carrie, Peyton, Sarah, and Ara. I'll keep moving forward, working hard, and being obsessive in your honor because that is what you would want. Rest in peace. Kobe, you were drafted in 1996, which was the year that I was born, and I essentially followed you as soon as I realized what was going on on TV and could understand. Um, my introduction to you was my dad actually truly hating you. Uh, I think just because you were so arrogant and backed up all of what you were, uh, you didn't actually talk too much, but you just had an, uh, an arrogance to you and you backed it all up on the court. Um, I, I remember watching you play against Allen Iverson in the finals when I was really, really young. And that was when I fell in love with basketball for the first time. Uh, so you were able to inspire me to do all of the things that I've done up to this point. 
uh, past that, I remember putting on my Kobe shoes and having Kobe gear on from head to toe um, and going out in the backyard and trying to hit turnarounds and fadeaways just like you did when you uh, beat Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and all those guys in Boston. Um, and then finally, I remember the uh, last game. I'll never forget where I was at. Uh, it was my freshman year in college. And it's, I, I mean, all season long, he looked like a shell of himself. And uh, I mean, he, he went out and had 60. So uh, Kobe is somebody to me that I'll always, always continue to be inspired by and have the Mamba mentality that I know uh, he'd want me to continue going on with. For Kobe, I literally don't know life without you. A step back fadeaway will never be the same. Throwing trash away will never be the same. The whole world will never be the same. Thank you for showing us how to make the impossible possible. Thank you for blessing us with your mentality. Thank you for sharing your time, kindness, and love with our community. Thank you for including us in your story. Please also remember the others who were lost. Writing this was painful because it made it real. It was draft day in heaven, and God gained a legend and legends that could have been. What can I say? Mamba out.